welcome to another edition of Birds of a Feather. This is your girl AJ, the Suburban Princess, back with my audio recording, um, as opposed to my five question series, which developed in the last week or so and has been very fulfilling on YouTube. So check it out under AJ Jones, um, Birds of a Feather, hashtag five questions. And you'll see a lot of fun interviews that are basically thrown out there random for people I know, people I mostly am getting to know through Twitter, and just a way to cure the second wave of COVID quarantine season that's about to pop off, and also to get to know people and, I guess, reacquaint myself with others. So check that out. But back to the moment at hand, we are now two games in after our Philadelphia Eagles have returned from the bye. And we fans, unfortunately, have been here before with this sinking feeling there's going to be changes made and you don't know how fast, how furious when the season's over, when this year is over. But you do know that losing two games in a row, one to a pretty decent team in the Browns, but beatable, and then the previous week losing to the Giants in New York where we normally just own them anyway and we kind of watch them drop the ball unfortunately there's a lot of ball dropping going around I mean even today literally Travis Fulgham wasn't anywhere and when he was close to the ball he either dropped it or was nowhere near it Um, possibly because Doug decided God forbid we had a very successful series of running the ball and then Miles fumbled Mind you, it's cold and rainy and 37 degrees in Cleveland, so there's bound to be fumbles. But he could have still ran the ball one more series, or he could have just only thrown it when they were definitely in in the red zone. So what ended up happening was when it was turned over, the other team did score, but um, Carson had a chance to throw a couple times, and of course... The minute he throws, he gets hit and throws an interception for a pick six. And after that, honestly, the rest of the game is a blur. I just know that they finally did score with Richard Rodgers, who seemed to be the the lone wide receiver that was always open. But nobody else was besides Dallas if he wasn't already blocking for Carson. So Dallas and Richard Rodgers turned out to be very handy this game. Um, Zach might have been definitely needed as a third receiver, but the problem is... If Carson's not getting himself any time, and then when he is, he's holding the ball too long again, um, it doesn't really matter how much his protection is good or bad. The moment always passes him as soon as he holds the ball when he could be releasing it. And then when he does release it, it's either over somebody's head to the ground, you know, yada, yada, yada. So the point is, it's getting old. Okay. We all know that Carson is not going to be the future at this point. Um, his window is closing. And I feel like after next year, we'll all be mentally ready to say goodbye to him and not expect a renewal in his contract or expect them to pick up any options after next season. Now, the problem is the fans may be a little bit more uh, thankful for COVID in a way by the end of the season because nowhere this season has there been a desire for me to ever want to go to a game. And even when the opportunity was there briefly, I still didn't understand why fans wanted to show up because they weren't giving us really anything to watch. And every game every week has become painful. 
And now it's even showing up in commentary during the game. You know, you can tell that even if it's not our popular commentators doing a game, they're just pretty much seeing what fans are seeing. And that's just bad play calling, constant fumbling, miscommunication, um, dumb, dumb flags, just recklessness. And no matter how much they say as a team that they're all pissed off, they're sure not playing like it. And when they are, it's like they over pursue and everybody is guilty now. Like it's not just Carson, it's it's trickling down. I think mentally it's starting to show that a lot of these guys don't have a very united front. And it's embarrassing to watch because you've been here before as a fan. You know when they're going through a down period. You just didn't imagine it would be this soon, as soon as the Super Bowl um, window closed. You know, somewhere you kind of worry as a fan you know, how long, how much longer are the Eagles as an organization going to act like nothing's wrong and, and, and change very little when it's obvious now all the fears that people had after last season are starting to rain, uh, rain their ugly head because, you know, bringing back old names probably wasn't the smartest. Maybe in the beginning, Howie, before the draft really did try to stick to his bones about putting all new blood in there and young blood, but it didn't look like it was going to peter out once um, the quarantine went into effect. Obviously, a lot of new faces couldn't really get to other players once they were drafted to actually even try to run any plays until maybe less than four weeks before the season started. So regardless, this team was not equipped, never really truly prepared, and definitely um, losing steam as the weeks go on. Now, again, they're still lone number one in their division simply because of that annoying tie um and yet they have every opportunity to lose every single game and i don't think it'll be exactly a walk in the park now that they've lost to the browns which i wasn't sure i wasn't really positive they were going to do anything um i think their next game is going to be against the seahawks so if that's the case it's either the seahawks or saints and I don't feel confident about any games, honestly, at this point. I don't even feel confident about them facing Washington again because they really should have won that opener. And without the steady flow of Deshaun being the deep threat and then not knowing who could really f- fill that role at a given moment, you know, Jalen Rager has shown up, but his impact hasn't been great, but he also hasn't had time to be great. None of the new faces... Um, should have expected to really shine that much. I mean, Travis Fulgham was pretty much the brightest spot for a couple of games in a row. And then now it's just showing that in any given moment, depending on the team they play, Travis will not get separation either. So that is an issue. So now you wonder why they kept putting Hightower in the positions that he was in a couple of weeks back. And you realize that a lot of the commentators even mentioned that Hightower was the only one that seemed to get separation. Problem was, he kept losing track of the ball and he kept for, forgetting to catch it. <laughs> so, now, speaking of which, someone who was known for that within the last five years, Nelson Aguilar, is doing quite well on the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders. Tonight they played against Kansas City and literally lost in the last seconds to um, a wide-open... I think it was um, Travis Kelsey touchdown. It might have been another player, but it was somebody was wide open. 
And in the last seconds, that game was totally lost by the Raiders. So, but Nelson looked good and he looked more confident. And I think the only drops in the game were basically not going to probably be considered catches anyway. So I don't blame that all on him. He had very good coverage, but he did make pretty awesome deep catches too. So you do miss him, but honestly, if the trust of a quarterback is not there with your, with your team, it's hard to believe that any more success could come out of this season. I mean, this COVID season was a wash in the first place. Um, you know, realistically, after the way the Sixers kind of petered out, you are more excited about them starting next month because you know that there's probably more to watch now with new owner, new uh, GM or VP of personnel, whatever his title is, um, new coach. Um, some definitely new faces that are shooters and hopefully the return of my favorite Mike Scott um, hopefully he won't be one of the last minute people that'll get traded I don't really think he will I don't think there's any use for him to be traded at this point I think him and Tobias are pretty much going to ride their contracts out and you know if this coming season is Mike's last year it's fine I just would hate for him to have to move to another team unless it's probably back to Atlanta knowing that you know he's older now and he's a bench player predominantly so I feel like when he comes off the bench when they decide to use him I think his his uh presence is is felt um unless he's having an off game so I I hope that Mike stays put because I feel like he they can use him and mix up the bench you know presences once they decide how their bench really looks by the end of this um free agency period now a lot of the young guys look promising, but you don't really know if anyone's really going to make a huge impact in a short amount of time. Because again, we're going like what the NFL is dealing with right now, where, you know, they had to start the season sometime because normally um, the Sixers would be mid-season already, but they have to wait now till December 22nd. So I don't know an official, I, I don't even know if that starts preseason or the actual season, but I know that. Uh, December 22nd is the date where everything kicks off so whether that's a preseason or not or whether the preseason is just shortened to like one or two um, games per team um, we'll see but all I know is that I know it's starting soon before Christmas and most likely we'll be going to the new year more excited about the Sixers than worrying about whether or not the Eagles manage to slide into the playoffs because even if they don't I won't be shocked I'll just be happy that they're out of their misery but I also just still have a soft spot for Carson I know most diehard fans don't at this point you know majority of guys just feel again bamboozled by the whole possible idea that you know we kept the wrong guy but at the same time yeah there's too much stuff muddying the waters now that I feel like it's too easy to just throw it all on Carson I really do think that Doug has put him in a position to regress. I think that the switching of coaches definitely did not help. It just honestly was a recipe for disaster, probably unbeknownst to us. And yes, there were probably um, easier ways to hide some of the isms that Carson cannot shake at this time um, without that proper coach getting in his ear. So I don't think Press Taylor will, will stay. Um, but I also don't think he's going to leave if Carson's still here. So unless for some reason they can work out D. Filippo coming back for some odd reason as an OC, 
you know, um, that would be honestly the shocking thing in the world if they decided to, to fire, um, Peterson, but I don't think they will. I think he has too much of a good relationship with the front office. And I think that Lurie can control him. And I don't think that, um, any other coach with a strong opinion is going to work here. I mean, last time we had somebody with a very strong opinion, Chip Kelly, um, he quickly got out after three seasons. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. I just, I want the season to be over because I just feel like it's painful to get your hopes up every week. But a fan of mine is someone who ride or dies literally through it all. It wasn't the season we wanted. Probably wasn't meant to be the season we wanted. Super Bowl's in Tampa this year. So it's like, again, just like I've said before, it's it didn't really have success written all over it. But I know I've accepted personally that you know, them not going to the playoffs is not going to be a shock to me. Um, between the Giants and Dallas, because they won tonight in the last minutes beating the Vikings, um, I wouldn't be shocked if they come from behind and steal, you know, the first spot, uh, the top spot from the Eagles, because I do not see them literally getting another win. I mean, everyone says, I'll take 6-9-1, and one, and I'm like, mm, you're really pushing it, thinking they're going to win three times because I see no more wins. I, I just see them fiddle-faddling through every game series, and then somewhere they're going to stick Jalen Hurts in there. I do not think he's going to make a difference, but at some point they're going to stick him in there for longer than a series, for longer than a play, excuse me. I think they should have just risked it all and just came out with Jalen like playing at some point for like a quarter, see how he can hold up. And if they feel like he's getting really swallowed up, then they put Carson back. But I don't think putting Carson in the wide receivers, you know, position or whatever is going to really mess up any defenses. It's not really an original plan. And I think the lack of originality and creativity is what's basically exposing Doug. And it was really a dumb idea to not get an offensive coordinator in place this year. And maybe the lack of contact with people was maybe their fear, but with all the Zoom calls, um, I don't see how it wasn't possible to at least decide on somebody temporarily, at least, so Doug can feel somewhat confident of, for having feedback. I just don't think I agree with what I've said before and what other people seem to have finally caught up on with Doug is that he's just not a good improviser um, on the field. And his play calling doesn't make sense at times, and it's very um, scattered at times. And it, to me, it exudes a lot of that first, you know, what four six months when they put Carson in when he was starting and and then the following year when he ended up having DeFilippo and things seemed to have gone a total different direction in the right way it's just it didn't last long enough and now the result is constant painful what the f plays that eliminate something that worked so well before and become a what the fuck thing you know, I expect Wentz to probably throw a pick every game now because he may act like he's confident, but his body language when he throws a pick every game pretty much is saying a lot. You know, the last game he didn't throw any interceptions, but they also kind of whimpered their way to the end of that game where it should have been a last minute touchdown, at least to seal it. Um, so it's just been disappointing and there's really nothing else more you can say as a fan you're just you've been here before you're used to the sinking feeling it sucks but the whole year has sucked everything has not been normal 
and the eagles definitely are reflecting how Willy Wonka and disjointed this team has become. Now, mind you, with everything being so lopsided, it might give the front office a reason to not change too much because they may feel like, well, we didn't have a normal year. We need every single bit of our practice time and a lot of stuff got um, cut off early. So I feel like maybe you just need to start fresh and keep some of the keep some of the familiar faces just for the sake of seeing if we can do a complete season without interruptions from COVID or any, you know, IR visits early to see if they can push through because that's pretty much the way the Eagles have always operated. Just let everything just bleed itself to death until there's nothing left. So it makes you not want to watch, but I guess it's like a car wreck. Some of us just can't turn away. So my hope is just that every day every week that comes for the rest of the season even if they don't win they just look a little more conscious of their mistakes and and uh, adjust faster i feel like if carson felt like he held the ball long maybe he threw it away once or twice but then he went right back to doing the same thing so it's almost like he doesn't even trust when he could possibly be um consistent but it is getting tiresome watching him kind of throw himself under the bus a lot and visibly seeing him know that he's like I don't understand what's going on like I don't get it you know what looked good to me a quarter ago looks totally perplexing another so I don't know um I do agree now it's just maybe he's not reading defense as well and even though they said that a lot about Mike Vick I think also some guys are just gunslingers and that's it so they don't really understand exactly what why things don't just like shake open for them every time they're ready to throw but I do think there is a disconnect deepening now with Carson that's showing that he's not even bothering to go through with progressions I think he just wants to throw the ball and that's not good for someone who's a fifth year starter especially when you see other quarterbacks seem to do it so easily even if they win or lose they just looked more at ease in their you know more accomplished years sometimes it's not even about the win it's just how your team looks and just our team is not flowing you know they literally are staccato you know they'll be good for a couple series and then all of a sudden just abruptly start sucking you know and you just kind of go okay so go back to what you did before and I don't know if the front office is convinced that if they stick with running too much that they look too predictable when they actually look predictable regardless I don't know what they're interpreting it is, but Miles was fine until he fumbled. And then maybe he popped in a couple times in the second quarter and maybe one more time or two in the third. But Doug clearly wanted to put it on Carson's shoulders at that point. And I think the two touchdowns that he did get to me really meant nothing if he could have just probably had one extra one that he might have not had to work so hard for in the in the third or fourth quarter had he just had they just punched it in in the beginning of the game because all was going well I mean I thought for a while even Carson was thinking to himself you know I can do this 50-50 thing I don't need to throw all the time but as soon as he did you know so basically more of the same (laughs) and I'd like to say I was going to have another uh, 
co-ed edition, but I'm not sure if I want to at this point. I think the season pretty much will be kind of repetitive. So if I do come back with a pod, I think I'm just going to kind of sum up, you know, uh, things I think they need to work on next year. And hopefully if they can actually um, collectively have OTAs and collectively have training camps again, or if they're going to just decide to just go straight to training camp and maybe one or two mini camps and that's it. Uh, so that the threat of COVID isn't that hard. But either way, I just hope that there's another strategy that can help and save the birds if they just need to hire an OC. Hopefully Doug can uh, humble himself and accept it and not take it like a slap in the face. So that's all I got for now. Um, It's technically Monday morning, so good morning and goodbye. Thanks for listening if you were. If not, it's okay. I still say go birds. Thanks for listening to Birds of a Feather. AJ the Suburban Princess, keep your head up, stay positive, start a week with a smile. Take care.